Hello and welcome to What's On at Cineworld Cinemas. I am Lou Cowan. And I'm Ollie Davis. Sorry, I don't... We hadn't decided what the... We actually hadn't, though. That was, no. That's my fault. I literally threw it to you. I, literally, I didn't even throw it to you. I literally just pointed at you to do your own intro. And this is actually the second intro we've done <laughs> where you did a much longer spiel. Yeah, yeah. So I was ready to like, oh, okay, I'll check out a bit. I'll think about how much I enjoyed Shang-Chi. Well, here's the thing is because I am uh, I'm a bit of a pro when it comes mm. to podcasts now, I do so many of them, um, that I was like, no, you need to have, you need to introduce yourselves first to the new audience before you start talking to them about other stuff. So I thought we need to get our names out there just in case... Because everyone's podcast, every podcast is someone's first podcast, as Stan Lee famously once said. Yeah, and we're talking about video games today. No, you no, no. You clicked on no, the video no, game. That, that, what? No, that's not, no, it's movies. No. no, it's movies today. This is the Cineworld podcast. Thank Old you. movies we're talking no, about. No, no, oh, no, no, no. It's oh. brand new movies, brand new movies. Thank you all so much for choosing to follow this podcast on whether that's Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Please do live, uh, give us a little rating and review wherever you found it from. I think that's... Mostly for Apple Podcasts, though. But still, hey, leave a comment on this show. We're going to actually get into some of your comments um, in this show. We mentioned in the episode, but the way that this is going to work is we don't have a traditional mailbag. We're going to answer questions and comment and read comments from the previous week's video. So we are actually looking at the comments left on the Spider-Man uh, no Way Home trailer video reaction. So we're going to go through some of these and we'll go through some of them in the outro as well. And you can uh, leave comments then on the new, on this episode's video version. Link for that is in the podcast description. And then we'll read those out next week's show. That's great formatting stuff there. Yeah. What about tweets? What if someone sends us a tweet? <gasps> what if someone sends us a tweet? Well, like, do you want to send it to Cineworld? Like, I guess so. Yeah, send it to Cineworld. Yeah. What about if someone sends a letter? Uh, we don't have an address for letters. What if someone records a video? We could probably play that. And sends it to the, the MySpace letter. <laughs> what if someone does a TikTok <gasps> dance? Wow, okay. And they tag us in the TikTok dance? Well, that might be difficult to play because we might not be able to get clearance for the music that they use within that. But we'll review the dance moves. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Oh, that's quite a good idea. Maybe. Okay, all right, okay. Get ready to go viral, folks. <laughs> you're on ground zero for the next viral trend. Yeah. People should do TikTok things of them dancing and we've got to guess what movie their interpretive dance oh, is. I because like it. what is better for a purely audio format than people watching videos? I love it. God, we're always just changing the game. Mm. Just when you think you've got the answers, we change how podcasts work. And it's nice that Cineworld have entrusted us <laughs> to do this. They're like, hey, Ollie, Luke, make us an amazing podcast. I'm like, okay. Let's do that and rewrite the rules of podcasts. Brendan Irvin did say on last week's episode, this honestly feels like a massive piss take every week. What? <laughs> I disagree with. I think we take this incredibly seriously. We take the films seriously. So we so. take the institution of cinema incredibly seriously. Mm -hmm. It is our church. Yep. But ourselves, the many mistakes we make in the show. Oh, yeah. What was the one I do in today's? 
Well, who knows if it made the cut, actually. <laughs> it was... The f- the, well, one of it is probably going to make the cut. And then, they go, then you said something else, and you just looked at producer Richard and said, please don't put that in the show. The first one was a well-meaning, mm. accidental innuendo. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a slip of the tongue. Mm. Yeah. Well, who knows if that stays in? Uh, well, I think the I think the it's Rich. Rich is editing this. <laughs> He's one hundred percent going to put it into the episode. Uh, Dave said on last week's video. My takeaway from this YouTube video: Luke does an impeccable Spider-Man impersonation. Ollie is not very perceptive, and Quantum Pete is going to need Ziggy with an ancient iPad. I knew all of the because what we were doing on last week's episode was you were running through. Ten things you might have missed from the latest Spider-Man trailer. Oh, yeah. They were you know, good as well. Slap an, a yellow arrow on that. Slap a yellow circle on that. Beautiful. That's, that's clicky gold. Mm-hmm. Everyone's going to click that. Oh, yeah. That's and actually what we call the yellow arrow. Clicky gold. It's the clicky gold. And I said, no, I he can't get anything past this guy. And I knew all of the things you said. Not Matt Murdock, though. No, I didn't. I didn't know <laughs> half the things you said. That guy is correct. Yeah. Not very really perceptive. Do you want to... But, so which Spider-Man was it? Or Spider-Man, as you always pronounce well, it? Well, only because it was, it was my Tom Holland. Gee, Willikers, Doctor Strange! <laughs> do you want to try... How would you do Toby Mag- Tobes McGear? Tobes <laughs> McGear. I don't know how you do Tobes McGear, Spider-Man. So, pretty similar, right? It is pretty because similar. Because I can do Tobes McGear from Cider House Rules. What's that, then? Good night, you princes of Maine! <laughs> you kings of New England! His voice is breaking all over that scene. Is, is that what you said at my stag do? Yeah, to when... wish everyone a good night <laughs> at three in the morning. <laughs> I thought you knew that was a Cider uh, House Rules I reference. I did know. Are you telling me? I'd forgotten about that. Are a bunch of me? bloody lads yep. don't get a Cider House Rules <laughs> reference at three in the morning. On a stag, dude. Disgraceful. Um, Folgor also got in touch to say, uh, nothing like watching my favourite wrestling podcasters talking nerdy about Spider-Man. Remember, we used to do an old movie podcast way, way, way back in the day. And we had a guy who used to comment on those that essentially was there to correct us on our lack of Spider-Man knowledge. Do you remember him? He was very intent. Like, he knew Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Back to front. And I know, you know, I'm like... I know more about Spider-Man than my mum does. Mm-hmm. Um, but do I know more about Spider-Man than the average nerd? No, I do not. But you do. Mm-hmm. I'd say Spider-Man is your guy, right? If you pick all the comic book characters. I'd, I'd say Daredevil's my guy. Okay. Daredevil's my... He's my favouritist of all the superheroes. But Spider-Man's Sp- up uh, there. Spider-Man, Spider-Man is way, way, way up there. Yeah. I would say I know more about <laughs> Spider-Man than I do about the X-Men. And there have been a hundred X-Men movies. See, I'm I'm all DC, mm. so all my stuff, all my knowledge is DC focused. But he was just like, no, actually, on this bit of the Clone War, it's this guy who got not Clone War, Clone Saga. This bit who comes in, no, it's this symbiote you meant. Yeah, so, very yeah. good. Um, uh, Path says, uh, I'm so excited for this movie. Seeing Spider-Man falling into the collapsing city with Doctor Strange was awesome. I assume potential Sinister Six members, because mm. that's the other thing, I didn't actually mention this. A lot of people are, because only because it's not really something you might have missed, but a lot of people are speculating this could be a Sinister Six style uh, get-up, uh, would be Goblin, Doc Ock, Electro, Vulture, slash Venom, slash Mobius, slash Mysterio. <laughs> uh, unlikely all of them, because spoilers, Mysterio's a bit dead. Um, I know the film still has more time for release, but uh, doesn't the Alfred Molina de-aging look a little bit weird? 
It's got the the youngering mm-hmm. has the face youngering has got a little bit of um, sort of weird smoothness to it, but I don't think you'll tell in the scene. Usually, it's when you've got someone alongside real human face, unaged actors, that it becomes a bit obvious. But I imagine Doc Ock's going to be walking around with all these limbs yeah. most of the time. Plus. I thought the young green was really good in recent Marvel movies. It's Captain Marvel. It's yeah. Cool. On Nick Cage, it's awesome. Yeah. Nick Cage? No. <laughs> Why did I just nod and agree with you? Nick it's Fury. It's so funny because I said Nick Cage and then went, that's not right. <laughs> He's and in then, a movie. And then, and then nearly went, oh, no, sorry, I meant Nick Cage. But no, I meant Nick Fury. So Nick Cage hasn't been in a... MCU movie. MCU movie. Who? Dot, dot, dot. Yet. So, if anyone's listening to this podcast, mm-hmm. if anyone, anyone is listening, go over to the YouTube channel. Yeah. Give us an extra view. Oh, yeah. Comment. Completely out of context, Nick Cage should play and then put the character you think Nick Cage should be introduced into the Marvel Universe to be. However... It can't, you know, it has to be someone who's up for grabs. Yes. Oh, yeah, I like that. Very, very good. Uh, but you know what? Should we, speaking of that episode, speaking of it, should we get into this week's episode? Because mm-hmm. it's a pretty big one. We got to go see Shang-Chi last week. Uh, we, we saw it before everyone else. I say Shang. Well, I did as well until I saw the movie, and then they kept saying Shang-Chi. And I was like, oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Is that like saying Paris? And Paris. No, I just think they're, I think they're pretentious. Yeah. Um, well, maybe you're being pretentious right <laughs> now. <laughs> but we're going to be reviewing Shang slash Shang-Chi um, in this episode. We're going to a pretty in-depth... Try. But it, but it is spoiler-free. Crucially, it's a spoiler-free discussion. And then we'll talk about what else is coming up with this week. Plus, there's an interview with Aquafina. Speaking of names we're not entirely sure how to pronounce. Uh, please do enjoy the show. But first up, uh, I mean, I don't want to sound like a braggart here to our audience, but um, we, we've already seen Shang-Chi. We saw it we, last week. Uh, we actually saw it last week. It's actually yeah. seven days ago oh, we actually got to see it. So at this point, it's old news to us. Because what, what you're going to do, you're going to go out, you're going to watch it at Cineworld, you're going to have a great time, you're going to love it, but it will still not be as good as mine and Luke's reaction. Yeah. The, the film has been festering in our head, growing, cultivating, like a fine glass of bottle of wine. And speaking of a fine glass of bottle of wine, that almost was a sentence. This was a fine bottle of wine of a movie. I absolutely, I did not expect, I didn't expect myself to love this movie as much as I did. Mm. Like I, I, I was pretty excited about it. Like I've really enjoyed the trailers and I'm always excited for a, an MCU movie. But when I go about halfway through the film and I suddenly thought to myself, I was like, I did not expect this to be like almost top 10 level like of, of MCU of all time, right? Like I, I absolutely loved it. Yeah, I went in thinking, oh, it's going to be... I, I really like Doctor Strange mm-hmm. as a solo origin movie. I, in fact, it's one of the films I go back and re-watch most 
I just find it a bit comforting. I don't know why. Yeah. But it's not like a great MCU movie. It's a middle-of-the-road MCU movie. Yeah, yeah. And I thought Shang-Chi was going to be around that level, you know, just a perfectly serviceable origin story. Yeah, a totally fine movie. But this is like Black Panther levels of good, and it really fleshes out a whole new side of the MCU in this fantasy realm, which I know we've had a bit of with Doctor Strange, but this is like, you know, Doctor Strange is a bit of magic here and there. This is... Dragons. <laughs> is that a spoiler? Is that in the trailer? No, no. Yeah, I think they've they've done they've yeah. done trailers with that sort of There's thing. Like, we, we won't talk about anything that hasn't been featured in the trailers previously. Khaleesi but... was there. <laughs> Carl Drogo. I now understand those references because I've now seen that show. You've seen Harry Potter, yeah. I have seen it. Yeah, you're right. We'll talk about that a bit later on. One of the things that I absolutely loved about this movie is that it is an origin story, and this isn't a spoiler. It doesn't follow the traditional MCU template of here is how mm. we do an origin story. Like it's really different how they kind of like address this. And you kind of, you, Aquafina's Katie is essentially like your vessel. Like she is the, the, uh, the avatar for us as the audience discovering along the way uh, Sean's or oh, Shang-Chi's kind of like origins and stuff and the stuff with his dad and with his other family members. And like it's, like every now and again, it's sort of like every new scene, you find out something new about all of these characters and about this world. Yeah, Shang-Chi is already fully formed as like a, he knows his powers, he's a pretty good fighter. But yeah, like you, like you said, it's Katie who doesn't know that yeah. at the start. And you know, this isn't spoiler stuff, um, but man, I'm so glad you can get right into the fight sequences because they are honestly astounding. And I'm trying to think I love I love MCU. I love nonsense, 40-minute stuff falling out of the air. Oh, yeah. As much as the next guy. Love it. But I also do like action scenes that make sense and have an element of originality about them. You don't completely <laughs> agree. And it's got that, right? Like, yeah. That, the opening action sequence oh to this God. movie is genuine. Like, I was blown away by it. Like, I was like, oh, this is awesome. Mm. And, like, because I'm a bit of a basic bitch, right? Like, and I was, you know... And I and I am, honestly. And this is going to be the most basic thing you can possibly say. It's a bit like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, in a way. It's sort of like, it's a westernized um, sort of like look at how these movies uh, are and these sort of action sequences that have been in um, sort of Eastern culture for decades and decades and decades. And it was like that done on an MCU scale. And that's what I really like because you've got the Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon stuff, sure, and they're like, they're moving their feet and the leaves come up with the wind and that's mm -hmm. kind of a weapon and then they just hop around on top of rooftops and An stuff. An excellent impression just, of just, uh, Crouching Tiger, yeah, Hidden Dragon. Yeah, doing their flappy arm yeah. were, you, were you part of the movie? I was, I was a consultant. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah on yeah. Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I can clearly tell. They were like, those movement patterns are unlike anything we've ever seen. And it's really stuck with you as well. Like, it hasn't... You, it's like riding a bike for yeah. you there, because you. I assume you haven't done that for like 20 odd years. No, I do motion capture on a lot of... Do you really? Yeah, oh. uh, martial arts films these days, mm. when they need someone to just yeah, yeah, yeah. chase. Which happens a lot. And they just they double me up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, there's, there'd be about 20 of me, mm -hmm. but I'm just the henchman. Right. And you see that, and they're all running along like that. Okay. Anyway, you've mm. got that side of things. But then you've got what my favorite part of martial arts cinema is. And that is more the Jackie Chan style, the Buster Keaton style approach to fight sequences. Where he's just getting beaten up most of the time. He's not like a Bruce Lee who's beating up everybody and that's the draw. It's no, it's 
oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm tangled up in the telephone wire and I've also got to be hitting, yeah, yeah. hitting this guy over here while helping a baby. Yeah, totally. There's so many things going on. And that's what you get with Shang-Chi. Like, honestly, the opening, not the opening, but the first proper fight sequence that takes place in the tram is just all like that. He's he's being hit as much by the tram rails and stuff as he is by the other people. Actually, yeah, like they actually posted up um, some of the stunt work they did yesterday, and it is like the guy doing it himself, and mm. like he did it in slow motion. It looks so so cool, and the you've seen it in the trailers as well. That sequence that's on the tram is absolutely awesome, and like, and I think I was sold on the first action sequence. And then when that happened, and actually I was really sold on the relationship uh, between Shang-Chi and Katie, which yeah. is just absolutely gorgeous. And then that sequence on the tram, I was like, this is great. And what, it, what I love about it as well is that it doesn't feel like an MCU movie in like the best way possible. We, I, I know there are a lot of people who are really down on the MCU post Endgame, which is like, actually a lot of these movies are basically the same movie and they all follow the same structure and the same format. This doesn't feel like an MCU film. What it feels like is, you know, like the first phase, like phase one is of a certain style. And then, fa you know, phase two is kind of more Joss Whedon-y. And then phase three feels really like the Russo era. This does feel like a new approach to their movie template. Um, and I'd, like a, almost a more mature approach yeah. because by the end, there is, there, there's some very impactful moments. It, is, it isn't just stuff falling out of the sky, faceless army of people that they have to fight off. It's actually, for Marvel standards, a, a relatively low-key affair. Yeah. And maybe you'll slap me in the face once you've seen the final sequence, <laughs> because it is still bonkersly spectacular. But what I'm getting at is that you feel emotionally connected to pretty much everyone on screen as it's happening. Oh, I, yeah, I completely agree with you on that because they have to, they do a really good job throughout the movie of getting you invested in all of these characters, all of their plights, all of their wants, all of their needs, which also brings up my one of my favourite things about the movie. And it's something you said to me when the film ended. You were like, a decent villain. Which, yeah. are, which are but is he a villain? But they're uncommon in, in MCU movies a lot mm. of the time, particularly in origin stories. But this is an MCU origin movie that has got a really, really good villain. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, because Marvel's Rose Gallery, really, for the, for the cinematic universe, you know, Thanos, Loki. And then you, when you get into Baron Nemo, you're almost kind of reaching a bit because mm. he is a good Baron cat. Nemo? What did I say? Well, you call him Baron Nemo. You mean Baron Zemo? Yeah, I was close. <laughs> or is it just like, if I missed an MCU movie where Nemo yeah, becomes a bad guy yeah. and he's just he's sick of like swimming through the ocean and stuff, hanging out with Dora, doing that again. He's, he's also <laughs> running the rooftop. Oh, did you do that as yeah, well? Yeah, did you yeah. do the motion capture yeah, for, yeah. for Nemo, for oh, Baron Nemo? Mm. <laughs> Baron Zemo. Anyway, I would put Tony Leung's bad guy in this above um, Finding Nemo. <laughs> Finding most Baron of Nemo. the bad guys in Finding Nemo. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which is... The dentist? Who? The, the yeah. kid in the dentist? The gulls? <laughs> <laughs> they don't feel that bad. I think the kid in the dentist is probably the biggest villain in Finding yeah. Nemo. I guess the gulls are more like psychotic. I'm gonna eat you. Yeah. Mine. This is a spoiler-free review, so we're not going to dive too much into this, but... Batman's there. 
Man, we said that we weren't. Okay, well, I think it needs to be said now. Outside, outside of got, that one, you got to you got to promote your stars. <laughs> like you know, they should have said CM Punk's going to be at AEW <laughs> to, to do a better number. You 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 advertise Batman's going to be in Shang Chi before people get to the movie. Well, I was actually chatting to a friend of mine about this at the weekend, and he said to me, "How connected to the wider MCU mm. does this movie feel?" And I said to him these words: "Surprisingly, a lot." Yeah, but it's not in your face. No, it's just like isn't. it's not hampered in the way that Thor: The Dark World was, or Age of Ultron, where it's like, oh, we've got to press ahead this larger story at the expense of this individual movie. Mm-hmm. What it does is it just exists in a world where these other characters from other Marvel films do too. Yeah. And they interact as you would normally. And yes, there are a ton of cameos in the movie. A lot mm. of people were like, oh, I can't believe they gave away the, like, uh, uh, you know, Abomination and Wonger in the movie. Like, they're not the only ones. Uh, let's, let's just put it that way. Yeah. Oh, oh it's, so uh, for me, like, to kind of wrap things up a little bit, for me though, I think this is in my top 10 MCU movies. Mm. I need to, I haven't really looked at my list but my gut instinct is, and he's, do you want to, are you getting let's it, do it now? now? You should let's get it now. now. Cool. All right, let's do it now. I'll I haven't got a list. You know, but I've got a I've got a Wikipedia page that tells me <laughs> the the list okay. of the. Well, I'm films. I'm signing in because I do have a list. I bet you okay. do. Okay, so this is what my current top ten looks like. Hmm. And I enjoyed it more than that. You should probably probably say what they are so your top five are top five in order in order captain america the winter soldier avengers endgame avengers infinity war civil war guardians of the galaxy then i'm into avengers spider-man homecoming guardians volume 2 iron man 3 and thor ragnarok Mm. now i think i enjoyed it more than iron man 3 in fact i know i enjoyed it more than iron man 3 it's difficult because it's an older movie. I don't yep. think that, you know, a lot of phase one hasn't aged particularly. I'm going to put it in seventh, well. you know. I'm going to put it above Spider-Man seventh, Homecoming. I'm going to top put, third. I am going to get, I'm going top third with this. Holy moly. Yeah, that's where, that's where I'm currently feeling. What about you? So mine are Guardians is number one. Then it's Infinity War. Then it's Endgame. Then it's Civil War. Mm-hmm. Then it's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Then, of course, Thor: Dark World. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what, man? Is it just because it's so recent? I might be putting it around the sixth and seventh too. It's really good, though, right? Because I think I enjoyed it more than Thor: Ragnarok because yeah. it's a bit more emotional. Yeah, totally. It's not not as funny as Thor: Ragnarok, although it is funny. It is funny. Hot damn, I'm gonna put it number I'm gonna put it number six. Seven. Seven. Yeah. Seven. Well, we're agreed on that. Because I do like Winter Soldier. And you can get tickets for it. Click the link in the video description down below. Honestly, I cannot recommend it enough. It's, it might not be one of my films of the year. So go and click the link in the video description down below. Uh, and while you're clicking that link in a different tab, why not enjoy my interview that I did with one of its stars, Aquafina? Check it out. so cool to see you uh, in this you you know you've done quite a few big budget movies uh, in your time but how did working on shang chi and working in the mcu differ from your previous film experiences um you know it, i think all of my film experiences that were, were different kind of and every movie has their own context right but i think entering the mcu was, was a very special experience because 
you have you have like all of the, the the amazing set pieces and you're seeing like all the different the teams and all the people that are like putting in this work and 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 how complicated everything really is it's so you're surrounded by that but i also think that there's a there's a smaller kind of intimacy that that I, I i only can really recall from like in shooting indies that that are really really intimate levels of working on character development and like story and um i i found that it was it's one of those worlds where you can really have both so i thought it was really that was really special and unique How do you say it? Aquafina. Aquafina. I was unsure about that as well, because I, I've been saying in these videos, Aquafina, mm. right? And I've been saying it over and over again until I went to go do the interview. And then you went to me, isn't it Aquafina? I live in your head. And I was like, oh, maybe. And then I woke up on that Friday morning to do the interview. And I said to my wife, I'm interviewing Aquafina this morning. And she said, isn't it Aquafina? <gasps> and I was like, oh, I don't know. So I Googled how to pronounce her name. And Google told me it was Aquafina. And then when I went into the press junkets, everyone there, like the people who were like saying that you can go speak to Aquafina now. Okay. And I was like, well, they're going to be the people that know, right? It's like, isn't it Scarlett Johansson? Nobody says her name properly. Yeah, and I think... Um, oh, Scarlett Johansson. And people always say Mila Jovovich's name wrong. Mm -hmm. People say like Jovovich, but it's... Jovovich. Yeah, but it's Jovovich. plays tennis. <laughs> it does, yeah, they're good at it as well. Anyway, so Shang-Chi isn't the only movie that you can go and see this week, though I would highly recommend that you do. Some people aren't into MCU movies. There are other films to check out, one of which is Here Today, which looks like a fun little comedy drama, and it's from Billy Crystal, who, you know, I really like Billy Crystal and stuff. When Harry Met Sally is one of my all-time favourite movies, so I would uh, totally be on for board for seeing this. Monsters, Inc. Is that, is that, so you're, when you're thinking of the great Billy Crystal performances, are you going like that? I think of Mike his, in, in Monsters, Inc. His yeah. cameo in Spinal Tap. Oh, yeah. And then from When Harry Met Sally. Monsters, Inc. first, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, th I think most people agree. <laughs> So you can click the link in the video description down below, get your tickets to go see that. The other movie is Rise of the Foot Soldier Origins. You've got to say it properly. Uh, Rise of the Foot Soldier Origins. There you go. I mean, if that hasn't sold you on the movie at all. Only told you to blow the bloody foot soldier off. Oh, oh wow. no, they didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, well, that's staying in the edit. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> oh. No, no, we're blowing, them, we're, we're blowing them off now. <laughs> so you click the link in the video description down below and you can get tickets to go see that. It's a very fun, long-running British crime gangster series and this is the, the latest instalments. <laughs> Also out in cinemas at the moment is Candyman, which I went to go see last night. No. I talked about this on Cinemania, Stop right? Stop it. Congre commiserations on your Cinemania performance, by the way. <sighs> Just building up steam for the eventual comeback. Uh, which I very much look forward to. But I was talking to uh, current champion Sophie uh, about the movie, and she was talking about how much she really enjoyed it. And I went to go see it last night. And it's great. Mm. It's really, really good. It's had a bit of a mixed reception, actually, from some critics. Because like some people have either thought it's real bad, or some people think it's real good. And I'm actually on this side of things, where I think it's real good. Well, it's Jordan Peele produced. The, the sort of rich lore that you can tap into with Candyman is very exciting. So 
Surely it's good. It's oh yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I just get so scared even just thinking about it. Yeah. I mean, how many times have we? You've only said it once. I have. Uh, I might have said it twice. Candyman three. What the hell, man? Well, I'm not seeing it in a mirror, so it's all right, isn't it? There's some reflective surfaces around. <laughs> you know what? Like because if you look into the camera, I can yeah, there's a lens, lens there. There, the lens of your eyes, I suppose, is a bit of a reflective I think, surface. Yeah, I think that's a reach. But the, the lens is. <laughs> oh, but the lens of the camera's all right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, underneath that is a TV with a reflective. Yeah. So would you get real spooked if I looked into that reflective surface and started saying Candyman? Um. Well, that's four times now. No, honestly, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I do not. I would not like you to do that. Yeah. If you have to do it for the purpose of a bit. Sure, but I'm not, yeah. Well, I think it'd be mean for me to do it, but um, do, you know what, um, do you know what Christina Aguilera song I really like? Don't. <laughs> Junior <laughs> Bottle. You can also, it was Junior Bottle. You can also go see Free Guy, the Paw Patrol movie, Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins, Jungle Cruise, Space Jam, A New Legacy, and The Suicide Squad. I don't think I really need to ask you this question, but what's your pick of the week? Paw Patrol. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, really, yeah, really surprising. Dig it. Of course, it's Shang Chi. Loved it. It, yeah. re it really is. I was blown away by how good it is, and I can't wait for more people to see it so I can talk to them yes. about bits in it oh. and where things could possibly go. Yeah, same here. A little bit of news to quickly talk about as well, just to get people a little bit excited. Because I don't know if you've heard of this movie. A little James Bond movie called No Time to Die is finally, finally coming out at the end of this month and tickets go on sale for it on September 13th. I'm going to book a reminder. I'm going to book a reminder to book. Wow. Okay, yeah, you do that right now. I mean, God, when was that first meant to come out? Last 2015, May? I think. <laughs> but you can pre-book your tickets for the 20th anniversary screening. Can you believe it? 20 years since the release of Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone. It, I, it's been 20 years. I went to the pictures to see that first time round because I had read the first book mm. and only the first book. And like my parents took me to go and see it. And uh, my reaction to it was, was like, fun little kids movie. And I remember my mum and dad being like, man, that acting is so bad. Like <laughs> <laughs> those kids. These kids are real bad. But like, I think you- it, Ron the, got better. Yeah, exactly, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, the acting did improve, but the magic I think is still there. Mm. I think Christopher Columbus is a very exactly. fun director. And I think that the movie really does still kind of hold up. I thought it was more of a Christmas release. Cause I think of Harry Potter, particularly the early ones, the Christopher Columbus style, those like snow covered Hogwarts scenes when Harry when the, stays when there. It's, when it's at Christmas, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it's a term time thing. Yeah, that's the way <laughs> the films are structured. So I can actually tell you off the top of my head that the <laughs> film came out on the 16th of November, 2020, no, 2001. 2001. I didn't just Google it then. No. Um, thanks, Rich, for the edit. Um, but yeah, so like it's, you know, it's basically pretty close to its 20th anniversary. Tw uh, where do you stand on this whole 20th anniversary thing? Because it's a lot of people say it's not really the 20th anniversary. It's been 20 years since the movie was released. Yeah, I don't care. No, neither do I. <laughs> but anyway, you can pre-book tickets for that. It is at the end of October, the 29th to the 31st of October. Re-experience Harry Potter on the big screen at Cineworld Cinemas.
and we've still got some event cinema still to come, which includes Mick Fleetwood and Friends on the 7th of September. That's next week. The famous Oasis Knebworth concert. <laughs> That's on the 23rd of September. And on the 27th of October, Cliff Richard, The Great 80 Tour Live, which does not feature uh, Noel Gallagher. And this is history. No, no, it's Nebworth. Josh uh, mentioned on last week's video, I went back and I looked at the Toby suit in Spider-Man 2. If it's the suit he's wearing when he's late for MJ's play, it's not the same suit. Specifically, he has a dotted tie where Tom Holland is wearing a striped tie. It's just a blue suit. They're not even similar cuts. So just in case people haven't seen last week's episode where you said this was a potential Easter egg in the Spider-Man trailer, you, you said that Toby Maguire, sorry, so there's so many Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Tom Holland, yep. in the scene with Alfred Molina, is wearing the same suit that Toby Maguire was. And then we theorized that maybe as Tom Holland's Spider-Man is going through the multiverse, he's actually quantum leaping it, quantum peating it, yep. and going into the, the vessel body of each other Spider-Man. Um, so, like, when he look in the, looks in the mirror, he'll see Toby. Yeah. But we'll, all the rest of the time, we'll see him as Tom. Yeah. What I'm basically... Uh, I'm just going to say this now. Once I'm proved right, I'm uh, going to go back to this video. <laughs> and I'm going to reply to Josh. Be like, I'll wait my apology. It's all right. It's difficult because I don't think you're right. <laughs> but I like the idea of it so much. Yeah. I'll now be angry with the movie if it doesn't happen. One of the other comments we've had on here is from Dave, uh, David Whitten, who said, this is the most entertaining content since Cinemania. These guys should be on that show. <laughs> Obviously in jest, you are a former Cinemania champion. I'm the host of Cinemania, which is a uh, quiz show that we do on Cineworld's YouTube channel. If you aren't uh, subscribed, please do go and subscribe. About to video it. games. Uh, well, yeah, and, and movies, crucially. Um, we did the most recent Cinemania uh, this past mm. week. Uh, it was you versus current champion Sophie versus Dan Layton versus Stephanie Chase. And you started off really strong. But what you came last in the end, spoilers. What happened? So it wasn't, it was a quiz that was focused more on educated guesses rather than it's fun games. movie trivia knowledge. Yeah, it's fun games. Although the one round that was the most movie trivia, which was which Marvel movie is this Stan Lee cameo from? Or, sorry, not Marvel movie. What movie is this Stan Lee cameo from? I did abysmally. I, I mean, I can get the points up. No, you no, you don't have to do that here. Well, no, I'm only just because I want to back you up because I don't think you did abysmally. I think I did the worst it. out of everyone. I think. However, I did get Fantastic Four two, which was a deep cut. Oh yeah, you and did, thank you, you did. for giving that to me because yeah. I almost said it's not called that. It's called Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer. Yeah. Yeah, out of the eight, you only got two of them, so you got mm. six points in total. Oh, look, is this your little... This is my score tracker. Oh. Um, so you got six points, Stephanie got nine, um, Sophie got 12, and Dan got 15. It's very good, it's a very good score. Yeah, but overall, I was comfortably last, 36 points, Sophie won with 55. 
Uh, but I think she was cheating. <laughs> so poor old Sophie. Always, because she's now, uh, she's won Cinemania a couple of times now. She always gets accused of cheating. <laughs> Even when she loses, she gets accused of cheating. Bless her. I think. It's got a dodgy face. Is that what you think it is? No. <laughs> um, Marjo32 said, if it's the, if it's the implication that Ollie is better, me, uh, better than me, that keeps me interested in watching his videos. People want to be treated mean to keep them keen. We got, I was honestly... We got to see Shang-Chi in the sort of press screening before it came out so we could review it for this episode. And we used to go to press screenings a lot. All the time. And we were actually talking about that on the way there. We yeah. were talking about 2014 and you and I going to a lot of press screenings and stuff. And it was so nice. Mm -hmm. And that was, yeah, it was just, it was the first one we've been, it was the first time me and you had been to the cinema together. I've been with my friends, I've been with my lady partner, but I haven't been with my work husband. Yeah. And it was, yeah, it was so nice. Is that the first film you and I have been together since Endgame? <gasps> Must have been Endgame. When did Endgame come out? 2018? No. 2019. 2019. Yeah, and the pandemic hit... Uh, when did Star Wars... No, I saw that we, with you Simon. Saw it, you saw that with Simon, because you were doing that for Cineworlds. And then I watched... Yeah, Pete was my other movie date most of the time. Yeah, because you had relegated me to doing the Friday news. So mm. I wasn't allowed to go to the pictures with you. I have a fun Friday morning going to the cinema. <laughs> wasn't there Ad Astra? Didn't we see that together? Oh, we did. Again, that was a Cineworld thing. We went to see that. I don't know when that came out. Because you... That would have been in twenty. That would have been twenty nineteen as well. But that would have been after Endgame. Right? Yeah. Um, Maybe that was where we we last ended. Yeah. That was the screening where we got the can of water. I've still got that. Can I saw a boy. It's moved house with me. They give you a little goodie bag, and you're like, "Oh, cool goodie bag. What's in here? Popcorn. Gonna eat that. Mm -hmm, Something else. Gonna eat that. What's this? A can of a delicious drink? No." It's a can of water. And for some reason, <laughs> we were both very offended by this. I was so mad at it. I was fuming at this can of water. It's not fancy water mm. as well. It just literally says water on it. But my lady partner was like, well, no, this is actually better for the environment. She's right. And I'm like, okay, well, yeah, you, that makes sense. But why is it irking me so? I don't know. It annoys me. Yeah. It's been I mean, like, and it, so she won't let me throw it away <laughs> or recycle it, which is weird because she's so <laughs> she's so environmentally conscious. So I I put it in my fridge at my house when I was in lived in West London, and then I moved house, and I put it in a box. I then moved that fridge to Kent, and it's now in my garage. I took that can out of the box and put it back in the fridge, and it's it's moot counties. I think. It's actually an alien life form <gasps> that's penetrating society mm. because it has some weird hold over us. Yeah. Like, I cannot throw it away and I can also not drink it. Are you, are you trying to say it's a symbiote? Essentially. Wow. It's like that movie Life. Do you remember when that movie Life came out and everyone thought it was a backdoor pilot for the Venom film because it had like a black goo alien oh, thing yeah, in it? Oh, yeah, the space one. Yeah, with Jake Gyllenhaal yeah. in it. Pretty good, actually. I, I quite enjoyed the movie. Well, he can't. That can't work then, because he was Mysterio. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, unless Mysterio, he, like he was Mysterio, 
and the whole space, like him becoming an astronaut, was just another role. Oh, love to see it.、Uh, Rob also said,、uh, Luke, did you miss James Franco in the trailer saying, "Be careful what you wish for," or did you just not talk about him in this video? And someone has said, I think that was Willem Dafoe's voice. Yeah, I actually thought it was Doctor Strange's voice. I thought it was Stephen. Yeah, I yeah I thought it was、uh, Benedict Cumberbatch's because the only Willem Dafoe noise we get, I believe, is the. <laughs> was that good? That was pretty good, actually. Was that okay? I was impressed by、What's、it. One. What, like a Green Goblin? Do、laugh? a Green Goblin. Laugh. Well, because the, the only Green Goblin thing I can do is like, I'm going to get you, Spider Man. <laughs> do a whole scene. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can you can do Tom Holland as well. Oh gee, I'll get you, Spider Man. Oh gee, Willikers, Doctor Strange, the Green Goblin's after me now. Spider Man, I'll throw a pumpkin bomb at you. Oh no, Doctor Strange, I'll throw a pumpkin bomb. At... <laughs> I'm basically just repeating what I said in the other voice. I'd just like to say thank you to Cineworld again <laughs> for letting us do this. Um. Uh, Stephen says, "Luke, your quantum leap theory of the movie is utter crap." That's not the word they use. They used a much more a stronger word. word. A stronger word.、Um, actually, you know, someone here, Bilge、uh, Bishkadil, says, "Let's not forget that Marvel tends to swerve its audience with fake scenes on trailers, like they did with Infinity War. So anything is possible." What did they swerve with Infinity War in the trailer? There's that scene. You remember in、um, the Infinity War trailer where, like,、uh, the Hulkbuster suit and everyone's like running towards the camera, and that scene does not feature in the film whatsoever, and it actually features people that weren't even in that scene at the time. So either it was a scene that was cut between、yeah. the trailer being edited and the release. I think it was put in there purposely to like troll people to be like, "Oh my god, look at、yeah. this Avengers team you're going to see running towards the camera." And that Avengers team is never. I mean, I don't hate that because I think Iron Man's in that scene. Yeah, I, I think、um, you know trailers are accused so much of ruining stuff for films. It's quite. I like films to keep their mystique a bit more,、mm -hmm. and if that involves you know card subject to change, as we say in the wrestling biz. Yeah.、Um, yeah, I. I the, the the big points of that trailer though, the Green Goblin、uh, bomb, the the yeah Doc Ock, bomb. That's got to. That's got to show up. Yeah, I think so. Otherwise, that is really badly misleading the audience. No, well, I, I think they can show up. Those shots don't have to be there, but I think、yes. like Doc Ock and Goblin have to. Yeah, yeah, that's what、it. I mean. Like you know that hello, Peter. That <laughs> shot may not be in the movie whatsoever, but like Doc Ock certainly will be. Yeah.、Um, couple of last comments here.、Um, my biggest prediction. This is from Robo. My biggest prediction is that the Doctor Strange scene bit is not with Tom. It's with Andrew Garfield or Tobey Maguire. So it's like their introduction to Doctor Strange. Which which strange? So you know, bit you know the they're on this train, and then the train's、oh, sort of like yeah, loop yeah, around yeah. into the circle.、Um, Dash says, "I love Ollie talking about movies with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen, eighteen, nineteen hearts with eyes emojis." Nice, which is pretty good.、Um, and lastly, Callum says, "I really hope that Charlie Cox is Peter's lawyer, and I hope that he is in that scene at the police station. I really hope this is the Matt Murdock we need, Daredevil in the MCU." That would blow my mind. Wouldn't it just? It's just be incredible. But who who owns the rights to Daredevil? Because this is a Sony movie.、Uh, I guess Doctor、yeah. Strange is in there and stuff. Well, it's Marvel Studios、yeah. own the rights. 
So it's their character. They mm. they they license that character out, but they own that character. So Sony would be building up a Marvel character yeah, to this, be used elsewhere in Marvel. Yeah, it's this, not like Venom's going to show up in an MCU movie anytime I, soon. If I remember correctly as well, part of the terms of Sony's deal was that they were allowed like two MCU cameos per movie. Because in the first Spider-Man, that's how they get Iron Man and Captain mm. America to do that. Like, so you, <laughs> you, you think you did this or whatever it was. Like they, yeah. And I, I can't remember what it is in Far From Home. But like that was like part of the deal was that they were able to get MCU cameos or well, happy cameos. Do you reckon Happy is? I don't think Happy Happy's not a big enough character. <gasps> How dare you! I think John Favreau is just happy to turn up. I mean, <laughs> John Favreau is he gets to date Marissa Tomei. He was like, yeah. "Oh, cool, yeah, I'll do it. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> I'm quite happy to violate my to the terms of my contract here." <laughs> um, but you know, should we draw this to a close? It was fun doing the. Uh, a movie podcast intro and outro sure with was. you. And I hope you all enjoyed this as well. Please do get in touch with us via the YouTube comments. Um, leave a rating and review, as we said earlier. Tell your friends that there's an audio version of this podcast with extra waffle in it. Uh, but until then, let's see you next week. I've been Luke Owen. I've been Ollie Davis. And that is What's On. That sounds like we edited it <laughs> in different bits. <laughs> <laughs>